This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are getting word that a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives is expected tomorrow to determine if an official impeachment inquiry into President Biden will take place. That's a very, very big deal because now that could formalize it where they would be able to suddenly get documents. They can enforce subpoenas or at least try to. Uh, they can at least say this is like an official step and get more information. They can certainly maybe not force the White House to get certain things, but it will give them a little more oomph in their process and also validate some of the things they have done so far. And this comes, of course, as we'll be watching to see what does the media do? Will the media cover official impeachment inquiry proceedings like they did January 6th? Uh, they seem to be covering up for this president. Who could forget some of the other past reports of the media and what they have said? Reality is what Hunter Biden has done. It is not corrupt. Let's be clear. Hunter Biden didn't do anything illegal. And his father, the vice president, didn't do anything illegal or unethical. There was no uh, bad. You know, there's nothing illegal about this. Nothing illegal about it. And what a contrast that is to President Trump and the way that they have handled President Trump. Every time it's like, oh, he's guilty. He's this. He's that. And of course, Joe Biden along the way has constantly been the apologist in chief also for his son, who will now have an arraignment this week. So the father, there'll be an impeachment inquiry vote, and then the son will have an arraignment on those nine federal tax charges. This is, of course, what the president has said all along about the smartest guy he knows, Hunter Biden. And I'm here with my sister, Valerie. My younger son, Hunter Biden. Stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's, he's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. Proud, proud, proud. Well, there sure seems like a lot of things that maybe Joe Biden shouldn't be proud of. And including still lots of questions about the money and where the money came from is sort of the root of the issue. There's a report tonight, guys, that President Biden is privately expressing that he feels very guilty about Hunter Biden's legal troubles, telling associates that he believes his son wouldn't be facing these federal indictments if he hadn't run for office in 2020. He also says in private 
No issue is more likely to anger or sadden President Biden than the attacks on his son. That's according to Axios, which is reporting that, saying that the president's moods shift when there is unpleasant news about Hunter. Does this mean that with all the heat on Hunter, maybe President Biden will say, you know what, maybe I might not run again, or he'll use that as an excuse? And then in the middle of all of this, the Justice Department, apparently the relationship between Biden and the Attorney General Merrick Garland has become frigid and frosty because they can't believe that the DOJ, of course, they appointed special counsel David Weiss, that he is now looking into Hunter Biden. And of course, he's the one who said Hunter Biden lied about his drug use when he bought the gun and also failed to report $1.4 million in taxes. So all of these issues are mounting on this presidency as he is hitting well below 40% in the approval numbers in the polls, which are definitely not good numbers. So as we're looking at all of this, do you still think that President Biden is going to be the nominee? There's a lot of talk tonight that maybe all of this stuff is just mounting And that maybe there's just too much eyes on the Biden family. And President Biden says if he wasn't running in 2020, they wouldn't be after him. But yet all the charges against President Trump, he says, are 100 percent correct, that they should absolutely be looked into. But God forbid his son with his self-professed, you know, sex addiction and drug addiction and all that, God forbid, People look into all of that. Where is this headed, guys? Do you think there actually will be an impeachment of President Joe Biden? And where do you think it's going to go with Hunter? Because this week could be an interesting one. He is trying to push to get the gun charge dropped. And it's an interesting fight because part of it is he is saying that the gun statute where he was arrested for is unconstitutional. And guess who's one of the biggest supporters of the gun statute? It's his father, Joe Biden. And of course, his father is also the guy who goes after, he says, expensive people, people that are wealthy, these wealthy, quote, tax cheats. It sure doesn't look good that his son is now charged with nine counts uh, for $1.4 million. That's a lot of money. So he's lost a lot of moral authority with all of this. And in the meantime, I keep thinking about Stan, who called yesterday, And he really got all of our goats when he called in and had the audacity to say that the hostages families, the American hostages families and others shouldn't be invited to the White House because they don't deserve to get in front of anybody and that they shouldn't be going to a holiday party. I said to Stan that that was one of the more shameful comments I've heard him say, and I agree with him. And I agree today that it is one of the more shameful comments that I think he has ever said. Stan stood by it. He said, I don't think they should be out there partying. And I think if somebody has lost a loved one or is waiting to see if they are coming back, doesn't know the fate of their loved ones, they have every right to try to get in front of any of these members of the White House and to try to get their ear and to talk to them. Even if they're going to celebrate or relax, which I'm sure that that's not the objective, but even if it is, let them do whatever they want. They are in mourning and they're in crisis right now. 
So there's so many questions tonight, uh, but that one still gets my goat. I thought about it last night. I was like, oh, boy, Stan, 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 Stan. And this comes as also President Biden is now pushing, as we are hearing, telling donors that Israel is losing support. And he's also calling for a government change in Israel. To me, this is one of the most dangerous moves that I have heard this president do. All along, he has been waffling, as we have seen with Israel, kind of like Ukraine. Is there anybody's doubt out there today that if Biden had done the appropriate thing and given them the weaponry they needed to do the fight for themselves, but give them the weaponry in this drip, 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 we might not be where we are right now? Had he also threatened Putin, said, don't you dare walk into Ukraine? Not one inch. Maybe that might have stopped him as opposed to, well, if it's a minor incursion, you know, I mean, all of these things. And here we are with Israel. One day he says, yeah, I support Israel. And then out of the other side of his mouth, he says, well, they have to watch these civilian casualties. They have to come up with another formula for the way they're handling this war, like scolding Israel publicly. And he's also doing it intensely privately now. And this, to me, is so dangerous. And, you know, as they're looking at impeachment proceedings, you could even say maybe the border is impeachable. Isn't the president's responsibility to protect the homeland? So it may not just even be the hunter issues that are popping up around this president. What about the dereliction of duty at the border? What about the dereliction of duty, leaving all that weaponry behind in the hands of the Taliban? What about the way he has handled now Israel? Israel is one of our greatest allies. They're in the middle of a war. And now we have this guy questioning every move that Israel makes and slamming them at every turn. It is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike on the east side, line four. Mike, uh, where do you think, first of all, all this impeachment stuff with Biden is headed? It's going to go nowhere. Um, Also, uh, Hunter will not be convicted of anything. He won't even go to trial. And I don't know if you know it or not, Rita, but you know what Weiss's father was convicted of? What, taxes or guns? Which one? I had a feeling you were going there. Wow. Yes. True story. Tax evasion. Wow. 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 How long ago was that? Oh, I, oh, it's got to go back. I don't know. 10, 15 years. That's a classic. What does it take oh, one yes. to know one? Check, Is have, that it? Have one of your interns check, check out the date. I love but that. I love that. Back. I had a feeling you were going there. So what does that say to you about what's going on? The fix is in? What it says to me is Biden, with his uh, trying to uh, uh, overthrow Netanyahu, which is what Obama wants. This is all Obama. I am reaching now for my bottle of Ipecac. What is Ipecac? What is that? Ipecac? That's when you have something terrible in your stomach and you want to vomit it up. Well, that's how I feel almost every day watching what's happening now in the world. 
So I might need okay. a double dose of that, Michael. But uh, but thank well, you. You're, you you're terrific. And get some get some emodium. It'll help. <laughs> I'll take a double I'm dose flushed, of that, Rita. I'm flush with comments. I you know by the way you've got some good verbs there too. Very nice. Very, very nice. I think it's all going down the drain right now, but <laughs> Michael, you're terrific. Thank you. You got to call back again soon. You're fantastic. Let's go to Norm, line five. Uh, Norm, I understand you want to say something about uh, Stan and his comment about the White House yesterday. Listen, I don't agree with most things that Stan says, and I want to wish Stan a happy Hanukkah and you too. But I, I, you know, I don't think Stan was getting it. I don't think Stan understands that, you know, these people wanted to go to the White House, not necessarily to eat a latke or to light a, a Hanukkah lamp. They want, they were there because they, they, they wanted to go to keep the consciousness of what's going on with their family alive. And it's a, you know, it's a, it would, it's a statement. I'm sure, uh, you know, and that's why they wanted to go. And that's, you know, and that I hope Stan would get that, you know, I mean, it's uh I know sometimes he gets hung up <laughs> with his things, with this thing, you know, oh, I, I don't want him to go because what do they want to eat a latka? I mean, it, it's very, very short sighted, Stan. So I, you know, I, they wanted to go because they want to keep their, uh, you know, they want, they want the press. They want, they want, they want it to be out there. And that's why I would go if God forbid my loved one was, was kidnapped. And that's, you know, I, I, you know, I hope that people like Stan would reconsider that. And that's, you know, that's, you know, I, I uh, but I, I really don't think Stan was uh, hateful towards the uh, loved ones of the kidnapped. I think I think he just just didn't get it. Yeah, I think he was out to lunch a little bit because it was one of those comments where you're saying, how could you even criticize them at this moment? Um, and, right. and I, I think just like you, Norm, that the whole objective was to get in front of some of these key political leaders. And I think it's actually a smart move. It's Hanukkah. Uh, I would certainly want to, just like you said, I'd certainly want to appeal to all the political leaders, American, Israeli, everybody, anybody who would listen that could maybe help with my family member. If they were taken hostage somewhere, I'd want to like, you know, get in front of them and look at them in the eye and say, what's going on? What are you doing? Here's what I think. Here's a picture of my, you know, uh, my son, my wife, my husband, my here's here is a picture. So I want you to see this face. I want to give you a copy of the card. I'd have like baseball cards and say, here you go. Here it is. Here it is. Please. I hope that you will look at this picture again when you go to sleep tonight and think what you can do to save my, you know, my husband or my brother or my uncle's life. Um, so I, I 1000% agree with you, Norm. That's why, uh, Stan, boy, that was a cuckoo comment from him. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I 
The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we actually had someone who called yesterday who said it's not appropriate for the hostage families to be hanging out at the White House for a Hanukkah event, which I contend is exactly the place that they should be because then they could petition, um, not physically petition, but go over and talk to these White House officials and implore them to do whatever they can. And by the way, I wish they had been there because... It seems that President Biden is doing a very visible 180 almost on Israel. He seems to be cracking down on the Israeli government, saying that it's too conservative, that there has to be a change in the government. He even proposed to Netanyahu, and Netanyahu came out and said this, that he shot it down, that in sort of the post-war Gaza, and there's still a while till it gets there, but the post-war Gaza that the Palestinian Authority, which funds and educates and supports almost in every single way Hamas on so many different levels and certainly going after the Israelis, you, they preach it in schools. You see it all over the place. And he said that's what should be in charge. The Palestinian Authority should be in charge of Gaza after this. And Netanyahu's like, that's like Hamas. Uh, it just shows that this president is clueless and this administration really isn't serious almost about getting rid of Hamas. If they were, they'd let Israel do whatever it wants and they wouldn't be publicly criticizing the Israeli president. I think it's outrageous that he's going after the leader of Israel, the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, and imploring that there needs to be change. This is our greatest ally. They're in the middle of a war. They were raped and and assaulted and killed on October 7th. And our president isn't condemning them. He's condemning Israel. Uh, Go figure this one. Let's go to Stan, line three. Stan, your thoughts about all this. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, (laughs) I've been thinking of you, Stan. I bet you have, sweetheart. I bet you have. (laughs) If we can, let me, let me, uh, in a way, revise some of what I said last night, but not. I'm not taking any. I'm Are revising. you apologizing? No, I'm not apologizing. There's no reason to apologize. First of all, the White House did not invite them, so obviously they thought the same thing. This was inappropriate. Okay. Now here's the point. These people. No, they so, actually messed up, and then they no, actually I don't think so. actually no, I don't think so. they did because they ended up doing some meeting because they realized how yeah, embarrassing it was. Was it at the party? Uh, it was not at the party because that's good. The, okay, that, that's fine. They realized it was a mistake. Yeah, that well, it was no, an I, oversight. So they. Oh, wait a minute. Again, you're going to commercial. Okay, no, I'll come hey, back. Stan. Yeah, do me a favor. Stay with I'll us. All right. Okay. All right. Stay with us. Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. More after the break with Stan, who's not apologizing. He's clarifying his remarks. Let's see how he clarifies them after the break. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. 
And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a very powerful story from Brooklyn, New York, where with tears in their eyes and hearts full of gratitude, two Brooklyn parents embraced a group of NYPD officers during a very emotional reunion one week after the cops rode their horses to the rescue of their son, saving their son's life. Vladimir Lampert, the son's father, dubbed the cops of Brooklyn's NYPD Mounted Unit. It's a unit that patrols the borough on horseback. He called them a gift from God as he brought his family to meet both the two-legged and four-legged heroes. He said, can I give you a hug? I just want to say thank you, thank you, as he was talking to the officers. The emotional reunion came one week after a very terrifying moment where he thought he would lose his son, Albert. Lempert was taking his son out to buy arts and crafts supplies when the young boy, who has special needs, suddenly jumped from the back of the car while the vehicle was parked. He said he pulled over, the car doors unlocked automatically, and in that second, he jumped out of the car. So the father chased his son, rushing after him through a lot of traffic while pleading for somebody to intervene. He said that his son gained distance on him and outpaced him. And he said, I felt like in my head that this was going to be the end. And then came the angels. Lempert said the officers moved swiftly like shadows as they seemingly appeared out of thin air, acting quickly. Police officer Thomas Schmeitzler and also Detective Amy Suarez rode their horses in front of Albert, stopping him and saving him from traffic. They basically cut everybody off. They said they noticed somebody chasing a child. And once we realized the situation, we did bring our horses up to a canter, which is slower than a gallop, but it is pretty quick, one of the officers said. And we were able to basically cut in front of the child and stop him safely. What a great, great thing. And the officers were recognized for their heroism. One of the officers said, hey, we don't need recognition. I'm just happy that we were able to help out this family and put a smile on their face because you know things could always be much, much worse. What a beautiful. And the other officer said, I am thankful I was right there at the right moment. The father said, I'm so happy they were there at the right time, not a minute late just right that second. And how beautiful to say that those NYPD officers that are mounted there on horseback, that they came in looking like angels. And what a great, great story it is and a great way to appreciate our law enforcement and also the four-legged heroes that helped them to help all of us in need. Well, we're talking about Joe Biden bobbing and weaving on the Jewish issue And uh, Stan, I think, is about to apologize because last night he said, oh, the families of the hostages shouldn't be going to a Hanukkah event at the White House. I contend it's one of the best places to make a discussion. But let's see what Stan has to say. Uh, Stan, sorry, we had to go to a break, but now you've had time. Now you've had time to think about it. So go ahead. No, I'm not apologizing. There's nothing to apologize for. Look, I these people are suffering. They're crying within their, their hearts are broken. They need to speak to someone. There is no doubt that every day the State Department and people are contacting them, trying to give them information about their families. Last week, 
Many of them were in Congress. There were committees. I saw it on C-SPAN. Many uh, and had them up there to talk to them. And many congressmen on the Republican and Democratic side were talking to these people, as well as in the Senate. So these are the appropriate places to meet with. If they want to meet with the president, meet with him in the Oval Office. I have no doubt he would see them, hug them, and say, we're doing the best we can, as well as the Secretary of State. And this is the appropriate. Look, they are hurting so bad. They want to go anyway. They'll go here. They'll go where. I understand that. But a Hanukkah party is just a little, uh, not the place for that. Uh, so I, well, I, I, I don't mean anything about the latkes. That was a little too much. <laughs> latkes <laughs> and the wine. I would eat the pot. I would get loaded. If I was a family member, I would get plenty drunk if I, you know, my children were well, that I way. Would, I would try to get in front of anybody, and those occasions are that. good. I now, understand but that. Let's go back to your second point, okay? The okay. second point where you just said, you know, there are, this administration's doing everything it can. It can, do, yeah. Oh, do you really believe that? Let, this is read what, it, read hang it. on, hang on, sure, hang sure, on, sure, 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 sure. here is what came out today. All right. Um, let's play, in fact, a little bit. Here's a little bit of the reporting on CNN about what Biden is telling people. And apparently he made similar similar statements of all places. Your favorite Hanukkah party. Uh, Stan, this is when he started making some of the comments about that. He's basically saying the world is not supporting Israel that much anymore, that he thinks that there should be a change. This is cut 16. And this is also what he said, apparently, in private, also to donors. So, I mean, this doesn't sound like a stalwart supporter, sadly, of one of our greatest allies, Israel. Take a listen, Stan. Remember, McGill didn't just resign. She's just going to the law school to teach. And the reason that she left is because she lost a $100 million donation to the university. So hopefully MIT and Harvard hear from their donors as well. I mean, this is all about money for them. And that's why the House Education Committee last week under Dr. Fox, our chair's leadership, launched a further investigation into these schools. We're going to subpoena their records, their emails, any documents, anything that proves that these universities aren't creating a safe environment for And he's talking, of course, about the anti-Semitism, which we will be talking about later on, because, by the way, that was you, Penn. He was talking about the president of UPenn. Biden hasn't condemned uh, anything that was going on at UPenn. And UPenn had the Biden Center. They got the Biden Center with all this big money. And the first person to basically be removed or resign, whatever you want to call it, was the president of UPenn. And where has Biden been? He's been silent on all these anti-Semitic activities and also all the protests that we've seen. And yet here is also again, here's the uh, coverage. This is with Dana Bash and others on CNN talking about what Biden is now saying at the Hanukkah party and before donors. And I think it's outrageous. A new candid message from President Biden on Israel at a fundraiser in Washington just a short while ago. Biden told donors that Israel is losing support around the world and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu needs to change his hardline government. CNN's Arlette Sines joins us from the White House. Uh, Wow, these are pretty uh, stark words from a president who has been uh, in a robust way supportive of what the Israeli government has been doing. 
Yeah, that's right, Dana. These are very candid comments, perhaps President Biden's most candid comments uh, about the conflict between uh, Israel and Hamas. The president made these comments at an off-camera, closed-door fundraiser. So uh, we have uh, a pool report that's offering some quotes from that. uh, And it said that President Biden had had warned that Israel was beginning to lose support amid its heavy bombardment of Gaza. And the president suggested that it may be time for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, to change his government. Uh, the quotes uh, say that uh, Netanyahu has a tough decision to make and quote, this is the most conservative government in Israel's history, Biden said, adding that the government doesn't want a two state solution. Uh, the president added that Israel was beginning to lose support around the world and said Netanyahu, quote, has to strengthen and change the Israeli uh, government. But it does come, as you have seen President Biden, uh, very publicly stand shoulder to shoulder with Netanyahu. But there have been some warnings specifically about the campaign in Gaza and the mounting civilian casualties. Uh, There's been uh, widespread criticism uh, about that, and President Biden has warned uh, Israel to take more caution to protect civilian life. But these are certainly some of the president's most candid comments as he is warning that Netanyahu is losing support around the world. That is outrageous. And here is former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton reacting to what is a really shameful series of comments from our president to one of our greatest allies, Israel, that's in the fight of its life, in the fight of survival. Uh, where is the condemnation of Hamas? He's condemning Israel. Looking, listen to what Bolton has to say. It's ridiculous, but it's also, I think, evidence of the problem that that uh, Israel is facing and, and that really the United States is facing since Israel is uh, uh, on behalf of civilization in the process of destroying Hamas. A- at one level, publicly, rhetorically, Biden supports Israel. But behind the scenes, for the past two months, he's been urging them not to take steps that could expedite this and really minimize casualties on all sides. I think he's uh, he's really uh, objectively done a lot of things that are pro-Hamas. He's, he's done other things that were right, I think, sending the two carrier battle groups. But but the idea that now he's not only going to second-guess the current Israeli government's military strategy, now he's going to second-guess the government of Israel altogether. I, I, think, I think we're coming to a very dangerous point in the relationship. It'll be dangerous for Israel in trying to eliminate Hamas, uh, and therefore dangerous for the United States. Yeah, I 1000% agree. That is not a good image. But that's pretty much what he's been doing publicly. He's like, well, yeah, there's anti-Semitism, but let's focus on Islamophobia. Then he doesn't condemn the protesters because, you know, darn well, he's afraid of the politics of it because many of them are young people. Many of them are probably Biden voters who are not happy with them now. And he doesn't want to disaffect them more. That is shameful at a time where Israel is fighting again for its survival. Uh, Stan, come on. Some of these comments are so, I think, unseemly, especially for a world leader at this moment. He knows darn well that is the worst thing to be saying at this time. Well, uh, Israel at the moment, I I agree, uh, Israel is in a vicarious position. Uh, The world, sadly, and he's, he's saying it, is turning against you. But Israel will do what it has to do. Uh, by the way, if you've noticed that uh, Netanyahu looks a lot much thinner, he's, I think he's sicker. He's, he will not survive this situation. I mean, uh, I think he'll stick around as long as it takes to, to win this thing if he has to win it. But uh, he's through. I mean, that's just the way it is. As far as the president, I think he, he'll listen to him, but he'll do what he wants to do as far I mean, Netanyahu. The president is saying privately, 
You can only go so far. He said it at your beloved. He should say that. I agree, he Sam. Say that. By the way, I, I think it's that. I think it's destructive. And guess what? Well, it wasn't it's destructive. He, it's already destructive. There's hey, eight, what are eighteen thousand Palestinians? I, me, I don't care. But the point is, uh, the way it looks, you know, perception is everything. I believe Israel should kill all of these uh, Hamas. I agree. But perception is everything. I, you know, you're you're in the journalism world. It is everything. And I think to some extent, that's why. The idea of a two-state solution, I'm not for that at all, of course. Well, and, and, and here is here is the rub. At this time, if there's issues with intelligence, obviously there was a huge intel breakdown. Yeah. All of all of the after-action stuff, you do it afterwards, Stan. You don't do it. And guess what? He made some of those similar comments that you just heard. He made some of them at the Hanukkah event. So it's to a bunch of like Jewish people apparently in the crowd were like stunned. I mean, this event is like standing strong for Israel and you hear one of the most like pathetic comments. But sadly, I think it's par for the course with this president. But Stan, I love you, even if you won't apologize. But I'm glad you clarified. So that's good. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> you too. Thank you. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Charles, line five. Uh, Charles, your thoughts about all this. What a mess this president yeah, is. Hi, hi. Great show. I want to make a comment about Biden, and then I want to make a comment about Stan. As far as Biden goes, what he's saying that Netanyahu should agree to a two-state solution, side by side, live in peace. I think Netanyahu should agree and say right after America makes an agreement, a peace agreement with the ISIS and Al-Qaeda and gives them a caliphate 20 square miles right next to Washington, D.C. Ah, what's, fa- what's, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. With Hamas. <laughs> you know what? But, you know. But, but you know what, Charles, you, you are, your description is actually a very good one because that's like the way, and I've said this from the beginning, the way that this happened and the way he has been criticizing Israel, it's, it's like someone saying after 9-11, you know, oh, uh, make sure you don't hurt too many Taliban, please. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I, it's outrageous. Yeah, also, but Biden, Biden said he's doing, he's going to do his best to get the 240 hostages back. Really? Why couldn't he do simply say nobody suggested this? I listened to the radio and whatever. Nobody suggested he should tell Iran if all the hostages are not returned within one week, he'll bomb Iran, the, the ports, the oil. Why not? Yeah, I why not? I agree. By the way, Charles, the problem is, the problem is, and and I'll let you get to your second point, but hold on a second, Charles. The problem is with this guy is I don't think Iran would believe him. And anything that sounds like force from this president is way too little, way too late. He won't even reply to, you know, uh, a pinprick from the Hootsies and they've been beefing up. Now they're sending missiles. So it's getting a lot more serious. He doesn't do anything. So, but I think your point's a good one. He needed to act tough from the beginning, and he hasn't done it, and he still hasn't done it to this moment. Uh, now, what's your point, real quick, on Stan Charles? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what I want to say about Stan is, even though when Stan usually gets on the radio on the on the, on the Rita Cosby show, he increases the blood pressure of your listeners cumulatively about five thousand points. But <laughs> it is good radio. It's like spice on food. It makes for good radio. But Stan arguing that trying to prove something to him, I think is uh, counter is foolish, perhaps. I mean, it's good radio. Why? Because he drank a several 
gallons of the Kool-Aid. For example, Biden did not, does no wrong. Trump does no right. He saw Trump walk on water. He said the idiot can't swim. You know, that's the way he's interpreted. He's just got, he's, you don't want to confuse him with the facts. He made up his mind. Yeah, no, you are right. Although, although he did say that he didn't think it was a good idea, Charles. Um, I did hear that tonight and you did too just now where he said he didn't think it was a good idea. Some of this criticism that Biden has been doing very publicly about Israel because Stan is a big supporter of Israel, clearly. Uh, he's also a veteran. So, uh, so I, you know, I love hearing from everybody and believe it or not, once in a while, Stan and I agree. For the most part, I'd say 99.9999999999 we don't. But then that other point, oh, 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 one, we do. And maybe tonight was one of them. But Charles, I hear you. Thank you. It's great to hear from all sides. And you're right. It certainly makes life spicy. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And President Biden has been throwing Israel into the bus, not over the bus, but into the bus because he is head on saying that this government needs to change, that the Netanyahu government is too hardline, that they're losing support. And he had the audacity to say that at a White House Hanukkah event and also to donors. Why would you do that? That is so self-destructive. You want to show that you are steadfast with your allies, that you are behind them, and you want them to win as opposed to undermining them at every turn. But this is par for the course with this president. To me, this is crazy. Let's go to Robert in Philly, line two. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. It's good to talk to you. Before I get into my point, Stan doesn't raise my blood pressure at all. I just think he's out of his mind, indoctrinated and uninformed, and he's often good for a chuckle, and I mean that. So I like having him on the station. But yeah, and there's something lovable about him. You know, I you know, for all the all the foibles, all the brain foibles that he's got, uh, there is something charming and lovable about Stan. I'll take your word for that, Rita. <laughs> but at any rate, um, I'm getting sick. I t- I've been saying this all along, and you know this. They do everything through a political lens with this administration. They slobber all over Zelensky to help Ukraine, who bribed the Bidens to the tune of tens of millions. And he gives nothing but a hard time to Netanyahu telling him he needs to change or soften his stance after what happened? Soften his stance? Is he out of it? No, he's not out of his mind. This is coming from Barack Obama at all. Okay, what Biden says is what Obama's thinking and has given him permission to say. 
and, and by the way, remember Obama was trying to get rid of uh, Netanyahu the other time when he was a prime minister. Remember wouldn't that? Even let, wouldn't even let him speak because he, under some pretext, he's, oh, he doesn't want to meddle when the Israeli election. Right. And, and it turned out. Shimon but, Perez over. But it turned out, remember, it turned out that he actually hired somebody to like, like a campaign person or like to undermine Netanyahu. I'm talking about Obama. He and, did the same thing yeah. to undermine. He did the same thing to undermine Shokin, who was investigating Barista. Right, right. More of what's on the laptop to come. Right. But at any rate, it's it just this this administration has been nothing but disgusting. I've never said this about a president. Many whom I've disagreed with. Worst president ever. Yeah, Have a good night, Rita. You know, Robert, I hear your... Uh, now my blood is boiling on this because I agree. It is so dangerous because when you're dealing with a ruthless enemy like Hamas, and I can't think of almost anybody more brutal uh, and what they've done on October 7th, they need to know that there is clarity and strength against them. And our president is weak.